Karen Carr, Patroni boy. Hi. How's Hi. it going? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving, pretty much. I'm going to say happy Thanksgiving, even though it's like, you know. Yeah, it's, we're technically, we can tell everyone we're recording this before Thanksgiving, the night before. Exactly. And I know it's already happened, but oh, yeah. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Today right. is also right around the time, and John, you forgot to text me, my half birthday. Oh, and... I'm sorry. I missed that one. Yeah, I don't know why it's not in your calendar. That's it's like weird. Remind- I know it's very weird. And you know what? I, just... I should I should have a little alert in my calendar because you can set an alert for like the day exactly. before. I I should set yours for six months before. And let's be frank, <laughs> like you, it's not like you you can use the excuse of like you don't know how to use an Apple product. Right? No, that's not ever my excuse. So it's my excuse. So if I was, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot your birthday, or if we were recording, that's fine because I'm yeah. dumb. But you are not dumb. But no, anyway, I try not to be. Um. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm excited okay. because Darren, this episode's dropping on a Sunday. Yes. And I don't know. I know your show, A Betrayal of Darren Carp, available wherever you listen to podcasts, including this one, is out. And I think that there's a big episode coming out tomorrow. Am I right or am I right? I think there's a big episode coming out tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's just a double dose of me. I don't want anyone <laughs> to like get get crazy. But yeah. no, it is um it's a pretty big episode, and I don't I don't want to say why specifically yeah, because okay. I feel like it's fun it's to go surprise. over there. Okay. A little surprise. Mm-hmm, F- mm-hmm. Totally fun to go over there, but um, we're we're gonna Tune find in. out. Me, yeah. me me and this other person are gonna find out who killed Marty, and that's all you need to that's know. That's all you need to know for now. I, I can't imagine who it could be, but um, I don't know. It, you're gonna have a, to subscribe a lot of to find out. That's there's the a lot tease. of options. Yes. Yes. A lot of options. Um, John, I want to get into this week's case, but are yeah. you drinking? I know you probably mm-hmm. have a hangover from Thanksgiving. <laughs> what are we what are we drinking? Well, you know, I am excited about Thanksgiving. We did mention this is recording before, but I wanted to pregame Thanksgiving. I also have had a crazy work week, a crazy week in general for a million different reasons. So I'm like done work and I'm ready to to go enjoy the holiday weekend and eat a lot of food including apple pie but like i'm kind of pre-gaming that with apple pie baileys because i'm only really drinking this on the show so this is going to be another one of those bottles that's going to be around forever um because it's my good so in nine years it'll be like oh my god i finally got through my first bottle i mean like think about that like coffee whiskey and the brown sugar bourbon how long have i been sipping on that stuff actually some of that years years yeah. yeah, so I'm pouring that into um, actually on the rocks today. So I'm having a little Bailey's on the rocks to pregame wow. Thanksgiving, which for us recording today will be tomorrow. But you guys listening, it will have already happened. So you're getting a little blast from the past in a sense. What are you drinking? I am drinking. Remember when I went out to Napa for vacation a few weeks ago? I do, I'm yes. I'm drinking a bottle from this vineyard called Duckhorn. It is a white mm. uh, Savion Blanc, and it is Michelle Obama. Obama's favorite white wine, John. Oh, so hey. I'm, I figured you might like that. So uh, cheers to you. <laughs> I do. Yes. Thank you. Cheers, cheers to you. Yes. Did you like send a bunch of bottles back to your apartment? We like signed up for like a wine club and then you can like pick oh, okay. what you want each month and then it's free nice. shipping if you get over a certain amount. So which is good on something heavy like that. So yeah, for sure. That's yeah. kind of what we did. But uh, cool. we actually didn't try it there because we tried a bunch of reds. So I wanted to try at least one bottle when we got mm. home, and I did, and I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. 
Are you well, ready to get into this week's case? I'm so ready. Why don't you kick us off here on this very interesting and kind of heartbreaking case today? I shall. 19-year-old Brittany Wood was a resident of Mobile, Alabama, where she lived with her mom and two-year-old daughter. I can't say Mobile, I know, Alabama without saying it like that. I don't I know. I don't know. You can't. Uh, she lived there with her mom and two-year-old daughter. At around 7 p.m. on May 30th, 2012, Brittany left her home telling her mom that she planned to visit a friend. However, Brittany's other friends later reported her having stated that she'd planned on visiting her uncle, Donnie Holland, in Styx River. This was the last time Brittany was seen. Her parents reported that it wasn't unusual mm. for Brittany to be away from home for a few days at a time. So nobody necessarily worried about her absence until the first week of June, which is, you know, a full week later, basically. Yeah, and this kind of reminds me, when I was younger, like when I was in high school, you know, my mom and I, I lived with my mom. She was a single parent. And we talk about this now, and like I think about other 13, 14, 15-year-olds. Well, I guess maybe 14, 15, 16-year-olds. Like, I was always, like, out with my friends constantly, and she never, because she knew that I was never, ever going to get myself in trouble, I was such a good kid, and I was, like, straight A's and honor roll and all that type of thing. Like, she really, truly did not have to worry about me, and there was this mutual kind of respect for that, and so, you know, I would stay at my friends all weekend sometimes, and, like, she wouldn't know, and... And, you know, I would check in after a couple of days, but like something like this bothers me because now I'm like, if it's, if it's known that, you know, your kid might go stay at a friend's all weekend and something like this happens where they go missing, you don't know any better because that just seems normal to you as a parent. So anyway, my point here is that I think if I were to have a kid and have a, have a teenager, I would never let them. They're just not go leaving missing. the house. Yeah, I, right. I, I I was the same way. I mean, even over at my boyfriend's, because you know I grew up in he grew, he he lived at the top of our street, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh, he's across town or anything like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not letting my kids even play outside. They're going to be in a hermetically no. sealed bubble for their entire lives. Oh, they're getting microchipped. They're getting um, Air, Apple AirTags. Find frankly, my friends. Yeah, yes. Oh yeah. In Absolutely. fact, we're, we have to have robot children because I can't emotionally <laughs> yes. care about something that isn't a machine. Absolutely. Like, it has to be. I'm glad Otherwise, that we, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I'm glad we've, like, made that statement here on the show. I, this seems like a weird pivot to go back to this case after I we've know. made this joke. <laughs> but, you know, no one. we're talking about no one really worried about Brittany because that was part of her behavior. Yeah. And on June 1st, so just three days after she was reported missing, basically, Donnie drove his car to a secluded clearing overlooking a river and shot oh. himself in the head. A team of medical responders found Donnie alive in his car and airlifted him to a hospital, but he passed away three days after the shooting. Mm. Brittany's family tried to contact her to tell her about her uncle's passing, realized they were unable to reach her, and started to get very worried. So that was that was kind of what sparked, yeah. um, you know, people to be like, okay, this is not right for Brittany to kind of be unresponsive, especially about her uncle. Well, especially because there was a, a claim that she was going to be with him. So, exactly. like, you know, that's weird. Right. On June 2nd, three days after she was last seen, Brittany's family filed a missing persons report with the with the Mobile Police Department. Police immediately began to search for Brittany, and although they found no sign of her, they discovered that the last transmission from her cell phone had come from the Sticks River area, where he lived. Hmm. Aside from her cell phone transmission, authorities were unable to find any sign that Brittany had been in the town before she disappeared and couldn't find so much as a single witness who saw her in the area, which also seems, you know... Mobile, Alabama is still like kind of a city or it's kind of like, it's not like a rural area necessarily. No. 
but Sticks River might be. Sticks River, Alabama yeah. is located very near Interstate 10, and investigators made a point of noting that Brittany could either have been in town when her phone pinged off the cell tower or traveling on the interstate. And I think it's important to note, too, this is 2012. You know, this isn't right. Adnan Syed's early 90s case where sure. cell phone technology wasn't what it is today. Like, 2012, you know, we had iPhones. There was a lot of geotagging. Like, there were digital forensics that could have been used in a lot a lot of different ways for this case. So, you know, just a heads up. Because I know sometimes we're, we're bouncing all over the place in terms of, you know, eras of technology on our show. So... Just something to think about. No, good point. Yeah. Well, on June 11th, Brittany's family announced that the Kloss Kids Foundation would begin working with local law enforcement in the search for their daughter. That week, the Kloss Kids Foundation was able to recruit over 70 volunteers to conduct a search of the five-mile area of Sticks River. I hope I'm saying it right. It's K-L-A-A-S, by the way. I would say Kloss. Kloss. Yeah, yeah. I would say Kloss. I mean, it could be Kloss, but I would say Kloss. All right, we're going with Kloss. Kloss. We're going with that. We're getting close to Christmas. We'll say Kloss, you know. Um, But unfortunately, this search turned up nothing, and at the time of Donnie Holland's death, he was under investigation for sex crimes. Not Mm. a good fact to have there. In fact, it turned out a large number of Britney's family was actually under investigation for sex crimes, all of which stemmed from a tip allegedly given to police in February of 2012. This tip came from 45-year-old Randall Scott Wood, Britney's uncle, her mom, Chessie's brother. In early 2012, Scott himself had been accused of sex crimes and had come forward with information about his own family once the investigation against him began. So this is getting very complicated very quickly. Scott was purported to be in love with one of the family's many sexual abuse victims and allegedly came forward to protect her. I'm assuming that is somebody outside of the family. According to Scott, Donnie Holland, his wife Wendy, and Wendy's twin sister Mendy Kent. Wow. And I know. Your parents are cruel. Wendy and Mendy, cruel. (laughs) Bonnie and Connie, cruel. Yeah. And Mendy's husband, Dustin, were the major players in the sex ring. This is according to Scott. This is just the research we have. Most of the young victims uncovered by investigators were members of the Wood family, and it's believed the abuse carried out within the family went back at least three generations. Jeez. So this is like decades, like like decades and decades of abuse here and allegations some of the abuse victims found by investigators were as young as seven years old and some were abused for years at a time i mean this is worst case scenario and it's also like so britney's mother britney's mother's brother essentially or apparently allegedly told on britney's father's side of the family i think that's right yes which is a little nuts now between Between June 19th, 2012 and October 22nd, 2013, so a little over a year, eight of Mm -hmm. Britney's relatives and three family members were arrested on sexual Mm. abuse charges. Among the arrested were Britney's uncles, Dustin Kent and Randall Scott Wood, her aunts, Wendy Holland and Mendy Kent, her mother, Chessie, and her brother, Derek. There were many, many charges brought up against these family members, including multiple charges of rape, sex abuse, sodomy, child pornography, sex abuse of a child under the age of 12, sexual torture, and incest. On July 19, 2012, Britney's family issued a $1,500 reward offer for any information leading to their daughter's recovery. On July 20th, investigators searched the car in which Donnie Holland had shot himself inside the vehicle. They found a 25 caliber handgun and a cell phone battery, both of which reportedly belonged to Brittany. Oh, dear. 
According to Britney's family, she had purchased the handgun for protection several months earlier and normally only carried one or two bullets in the gun. Authorities confirmed that this gun was used in Donnie's suicide and that after shooting himself, there was only one bullet left in the chamber. However, throughout all of this, investigators continuously stated that Britney's disappearance was completely unrelated to the enormous sexual abuse investigation going on with her entire family. Uh, seems seems highly unlikely, but yeah. obviously that's possible. It yeah, just seems it like possible. that's two big things kind of happening. You know, it's not For every sure. day someone gets murdered in your, or not murdered, excuse me, goes missing in your family. And then on the other side of it has a huge sexual abuse yeah. allegations going back generations. So, and it's also it's unclear, you know, if, if all of this is happening across every member of the family, you have to start to wonder because you don't know at this point, what is Brittany's involvement at all? Was she a victim? Was she a perpetrator? Like what is her, her place in that puzzle? Right. Exactly. So it's just a lot for this one yeah. family. And Brittany's mother, Chessie, was unconvinced. She remained confident that Brittany had been with Donnie less than 48 hours before a suicide. Hmm. In her interview, interview with AL.com, Chessie commented, quote, We don't know if he took his own life because he didn't want to go to jail, or did he kill himself because he did something to my daughter, yeah. or both. That's exact, Those are the exact thoughts that went through my head as these details emerge, because I'm like... There's so much. And then I think about, like, did she do something? You know, exactly. like, if it was her gun and all that stuff. Was so. she the victim? And yeah, yeah, like, we don't know. We really don't. Well, on August 22nd, Donnie's wife, Wendy Holland, was arrested and charged with endangering the welfare of a child. On November, yeah, on November 19th, the Kloss Kids Foundation organized a second 30-acre search, searching for signs of Brittany in the Tillman's Corner area. Although no information was provided on what started the search, the foundation was able to comment, stating it stemmed from a tip given to the local authorities. So it sounds like there might be some legalese going on here, you know, like we can't yeah. tell you how we got this, but we are instructed to go check out this area. Um, on November, because remember, there's still no, no one's been charged for anything yet. So it's exactly. kind of an active investigation. On November 29th, Wendy uh, arrived in court for the start of her trial on the child endangerment charge. However, trial was delayed when she was rearrested on charges of sodomy, sexual abuse, and sexual torture. Um, just disturbing. Although sodomy, so is she like, was like, so yeah. she, well, sodomy. I mean, that's cons that gay men got arrested for sodomy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was trying to, I was just trying to like make that point. back in the yeah. day. But I think also it might have to obviously do with a minor. In which case, it's wrong. But. Um, it's interesting that you, like, go into court for, you know, hello, ch child endangerment charge. Pretty huge charge. And right. then you get rearrested yeah. for more charges. Like, how many, like, what is going on with this family? Exactly. <laughs> well, on December 17th, Brittany's family held a press conference pleading with the public to keep a lookout for any signs of their daughter. Hunting season was fast approaching. And it would become impossible to search the woods with hunters ab about, which I guess makes hmm. sense. It wasn't really... Something I would think about, but, you know, it is a thing. On June but wouldn't it become more searchable because then hunters could look out for her? But, and then I'm also thinking, like, the leaves are off the trees, right? Like, wouldn't that be a little bit more of a re revelation? Like, you could be, yeah. you could see things better? I don't know. I don't know. Well, on June 27, 2013, Wendy Holland was released from Baldwin County Correction Center on a reduced bond. The same day, Brittany's mother, Chessie, was arrested and charged with child sex abuse and sodomy. Jesus. It's like this never ends. According to police, Chessie had sexually abused a 10-year-old girl in 2009, and the girl, now 14, came forward with the allegations. Oh. 
Chessie cried out to the media, commenting, quote, I believe that they're just going to arrest everyone in this family, whether they did anything or not. I need to find my daughter and I can't do it in here. If she was here, she could clear all this up for me. She would come and tell the truth about everything. Everyone knows my daughter was one of the biggest victims. End Interesting. Quote. And also, how would she clear the name? Like, is that something? I, I don't know how that would really. Maybe stating connect. that her mom protected her when the, all the sexual yeah. abuse was happening. I don't know. Something I don't know. like that, though. Yeah, I think you're right. On October 29th, 2013, Chessie gave an interview with AL.com where she stated her belief that Brittany was killed by her uncle Donnie. So now she's going on the record saying this saying quote i believe my daughter went to confront him about other victims and it backfired on her she was a fireball and she found out some information that she couldn't handle i believe donnie killed my daughter over the sex crimes end quote so it sounds like her theory here Mm. is Brittany found out some information she went to confront him it all went crazy maybe haywire yeah like maybe he felt bad killed himself yeah and somebody you know when you're when you've committed well, that's the these... story we're led to believe right now. Yeah, and when you've if if potentially he's committed all these crimes and like, you know, he can't live with the reality, he might get charged, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, on November seventeenth, investigators announced that they had executed a search warrant on Donnie and Wendy Holland's home. Detectives stated that the warrant turned up numerous instances of sex abuse recorded on webcams, digital uh, cameras, and cell phones. Even worse, also just not smart people doing yeah. this. The report went on I'm glad. Right, but because also, that makes us catch us catch them, but still. No, totally. And also it makes me think they were doing this for some kind of profit. Like you know how child right, pornography is like sure. an industry, yeah. Sure. Well the report went on to state that Dustin Kent and William Brownlee had admitted to seeing videos that Don and Donnie had taken of Brittany. Mm. The report reads Donald Holland showed them videos on his computer of the victim Brittany Wood at various ages, all under thirteen, Ugh. engaging in sexual activity with different adults. This is horrible. Horrifying. Detectives finally stated publicly that Brittany's disappearance and the numerous sexual arrests within her family were very likely related. Wendy Holland was finally brought to trial in twenty fourteen, where one of the victims, still a teenager, testified that mm. she had been forced to have sex with her adult relatives when she was a child, oh including Wendy. During trial, the victim stated, we would be in a circle and we'd all switch up. Ew, Wendy's brother-in-law, that. Dustin, testified that he was involved in a six-way encounter involving the teenager who'd given testimony, Wendy, and his wife, Mendy, Wendy's twin. The prosecution also stated that Wendy had used sex toys on some of her child victims. During this time, there was testimony given that pointed to Brittany being a victim of her family's twisted sexual abuse. This testimony suggested she may have been forced to take part in at least one sexual encounter involving three adults and two other children. Hmm. Horrifically, the teenager who testified ended her statement in court by saying that she loved Wendy. She's very special to me. I didn't want her in any trouble. Uh, I mean, isn't that such a classic case of Stockholm Syndrome? Oh, yeah. just And also, like, kid to adult, you know, hmm. in, in a lot of ways. But this is, like, horrible. I mean, this is, like, really tragic and... You think about these people, you know, they're probably out there in the world right now just, you know, thinking like nothing was the nothing was wrong. You know, it's just a sad reality about this kind of abuse. Well, in August of 2014, Mobile Police released records showing that Brittany herself had made a sexual assault accusation in 2003 when she was 11 years old against a man named Ronald Robertson. According to Brittany Ronald, her grandmother's former boyfriend, it's always the family, like what is going on here, had abused her on several occasions when she was around nine years old. And I just want to take a moment and say that um, Mm. there, it seems that, and what I've heard from, you know, I don't have the statistics right in front of me, that 
a lot of child abuse, but in particular sexual abuse, happens uh, from people that are close to your family. So, you know, the grandmother's former boyfriend is a perfect example of someone who, you know, isn't a family member directly. He's, it's his, her grandmother's boyfriend, but is around the family constantly. So just something to think about if um, for anyone listening that might be a survivor or wanting yeah. to protect, just keep an eye on everybody. That's the that's the message, if nothing else. Well, in 2005, Ronald was convicted of first degree rape and first degree sexual abuse and was sentenced to life in prison plus 10 years. Um, that's that seems like a lot for sexual abuse. But I mean, not that and rape. And I'm not saying like go lightly. I'm just I don't know if I've ever heard of life in prison for rape and sexual abuse maybe yeah I'm i don't wrong. I, yeah i don't I, me neither it's i don't know like how many like allegations were against him like how many counts maybe yeah. i don't know yeah that's you know? true well the same month baldwin county sheriff huey mack gave an interview to al.com stating quote there is no evidence that would su- suggest she is still alive we have her entered in the computer as a missing person she has not come across anybody else's radar anywhere in the u.s when you balance the evidence out it's overwhelmingly that she is probably deceased end quote mm. a sad reality about these missing persons cases that we've all talked about over the years sheriff mack went on to say that britney's disappearance being linked to the abuse arrest quote would be an assumption at this point and i mean yes yeah yes right they have to find a link yeah but it does seem again it just seems like like, coincidence doesn't prove a case but it just seems like a lot of coincidences for one family and it's like you can speculate all you want but the truth is you just don't know these details i mean this is one of the things i kept saying about even the adnan syed case it's like Regardless of whether he's innocent or guilty, we don't have the details. There's no DNA evidence right, linking Adnan. Certainly beyond a reasonable doubt. Here. Yeah. So, like, you really right. have to think about that stuff. Um, also, Sheriff Max says, quote, obviously, one would tend to think that it probably did have some bearing on one way or another, but that would be dependent upon who actually murdered her. That may tell the rest of the story, end quote. Well, yeah, that would certainly tell. the rest of the story sure assistant district attorney Teresa Hines also commented during the interview stating that she is still hopeful that we will one day uncover what exactly happened to Brittany so that justice can be served and her family can be given closure she stated that four suspects who agreed to plea bargains were asked about Brittany's disappearance and so will anyone else who wants a deal Quote, mm-hmm. I am still hopeful. We still have a few more people that I'd like to talk to, a few more cases that are out on the table that we haven't made offers in yet. I'm hoping one of those people have the information that we need, end quote. In December 2014, it took a jury two hours to find Wendy Holland guilty of sodomy, sexual torture, criminal sexual abuse, and endangering the welfare of a child. And she was sentenced to 219 years in prison. So wow. she will not be let out anytime soon. No. No. And the ADA did state, quote, she didn't think there was anything wrong with this behavior. This is how they lived. It was part of everyday life. It was go to the grocery store and have a threesome. Oh, Jesus. Which, John, that <laughs> Which, was listen. your motto up until the listen. pandemic. That's right. Listen, I was I living know. in New York City. I was single. I was going to the grocery store and having threesomes. What more can Ex- you do? Exactly. Those are the yeah. two your two hobbies. Yeah, and that's when people ask me. That's what I would say for sure. Well, to date, 
So right right yeah. up until now, 12 people have been arrested in connection with this family mm. sex ring, including Dustin Kent, which was Britney's uncle, charged with first-degree sodomy, second-degree rape, second-degree incest, and production of obscene matter of a person under 17. Mm. Randall Scott Wood, Britney's other uncle, charged with second-degree sex abuse, sodomy, incest, and enticing a child into build into a building or dwelling. I didn't even wow. know that was illegal, but I, I love me that. Neither. Me neither. Me <laughs> neither. Derek Wood, Brittany's brother, charged with second-degree rape and sodomy. Donald Paul Holland Jr., Brittany's step-cousin, charged with second-degree sex abuse, rape, and incest. William Billy Brownlee, family friend, charged with second-degree sodomy and sex abuse and first-degree sex abuse of a child under younger than 12. Wendy Wood Holland, Brittany's aunt, charged with endangering the welfare of a child, first-degree sodomy, sexual torture, and sex abuse. It keeps going, people. Yeah, it keeps going. Here we go. Chessie Wood, Brittany's mother, was charged with sodomy and sex abuse. Mendy Wood, uh, who was Brittany's aunt, charged with second-degree sodomy and sex abuse of a, young, of a child younger than 12. Imagine if this was your fucking family. Nelton Morgan... Nelton Morgan, that's an interesting name, family friend, charged with first-degree rape and sex abuse of a child younger than 12. James Kumba, Brittany's uncle, charged with first-degree rape, sodomy, and sex abuse of a child younger than 12. I mean, we weren't kidding. Uh, this is grocery store and rape. Yeah. Jennifer yeah. Moore, family friend, charged with second-degree second sexual abuse and production of child pornography. So this is also a few family friends, too, that are going on. So it's obviously even bigger than the family. Yeah. And unfortunately, Brittany is still currently a missing person, and local law enforcement continues continues to look for her and you know what it what makes me interested in this is that the family friend you know there's a couple of them in there yeah that's what makes me feel like there's something bigger going on here and there was never a mention in any of this research about um and there's nothing that i think that we were able to find about you know there being like a uh, child pornography like industry or like um business essentially going on here and with the family friends involved, like, you have to think that, right? Like, otherwise, like, it's not just, like, creepy, you know, family incest. It's like there's something more happening here. Um, and especially because so many people in the family and the friends were involved. Like, you know, this kind of, like, what is it, moral, mental abuse or whatever, or mental illness. I feel like it's one thing if it's, like, one person. But, like, the entire family, you know what I mean? Like, what? It's... It's, I mean, it took me, what, a minute and a half to read yeah. all those charges? And, and that's the thing, too, is, like, the sad thing is, is that almost, I wonder if this, and this sounds kind of weird, right, but I wonder if Brittany's disappearance and them flagging that and the family, like, reporting her missing, like, if they, that's what, it feels like they almost implicated themselves in a way because they yeah. were the ones to report that she was missing, Mm, and if they hadn't point. done that, I wonder, I mean, eventually you'd think with this many people caught in this horrible yeah. ring that victims would come forward. I mean, you hope, right? Yeah, right. But it is kind of interesting that the family implicated members of their family doing something terribly illegal well, right. to find their daughter. It just seems, and I, I, to me, it does seem like it would be connected, but it also seems like they caused it themselves at the same time too yeah well they definitely incriminated themselves in that way and in that way yeah or or made made the feds kind of be like you know with their ears perked up but yeah. uh it, it, well, interesting well you know now that we're done with this uh with a story you know i do think of two things come to mind number one my instinct is that she shot him in the car and then fled maybe or 
because like i want to know like you know was it a very solid very clear situation that he killed himself because you know if, if that's any kind of you know debatable then we need to kind of maybe take another look there because maybe she fled well yes but the only reason that i have I, like on the flip side of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was alive for three days in between when the incident happened mm -hmm. and then when he passed away from his gunshot wound, right? That's a good point. A, yeah. I wonder if he could have said anything then. Yeah, but was he like in a coma B, or something? Yeah, because like maybe he was in a coma because I think the assumption there is like, why would they assume that he killed himself unless there was gun residue on his hands? Oh, totally, and yeah. at where he said, I, I, you know, I tried to kill myself. Like, yeah. I wonder why wouldn't he be like, Brittany did this unless he yeah. was maybe some sort of penance. But it is, I wonder what those three days, if there was any information given. I mean, obviously when you're shot and yeah. trying to kill yourself, I mean, those three days, it's not like you're going to be lucid and well, then die all true. of a sudden. So. Right. But it, then, it just begs a lot of questions. No, definitely. And then the other thing about that that makes me wonder is, okay, yeah, did he go and kill her or was, like, trying to sexually abuse her and then killed her and then just, like, couldn't deal with, you know, like, the situation and, like, had went and killed himself? I mean, we'll never know. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier is, like, un unless you're there, this kind of stuff, sadly, like, you'll just simply never know the truth about it. And... You know, maybe there's a scenario, of, you know, where she is alive and well. Who who really knows? She could have just tried to escape this very strange and disturbing family. You know, maybe there's something to be said about that as well. Yeah. But let yeah, us know what true. you guys think about this story. What do you think maybe could have happened? Like we said, Brittany is still a missing person. Um, so if you have any information whatsoever, please contact your local authorities. You can let us know what you think at J Thrasher and Carpe Darren on Twitter, Instagram. Please do follow us. You can let us know in our Shaken and Disturbed podcast fans, Facebook group, and on our Patreon. Basically, we're everywhere at this point. Like, if you don't know where we are, what are you doing? Well, I mean, I would hope. Yeah. I would hope they could find us. And Darren, let's um, do some listener yes. shout outs as well. Yeah, let, let me take the first one. Okay. Uh, Julie in our Facebook group says, I feel like we need not my Radish fan <laughs> shirts or maybe ones that say Proud Radish. Uh, there's anything like that on the merch page? Wait, is there a merch page? <laughs> I've been a graphic designer for 20 years now. I feel like there's so many opportunities to do a cute Radish fan shirt. Thoughts? Um, <sighs> you know, John, I saw yeah. this. Yes. And how many times have we said we've been working on merch? But I, I saw you respond. I know. Yes, I did. What can we officially announce right well, now? Well, what I'm going to just officially announce is that I am actually working on it. Basically, and I've said that a couple different times, basically every time we reach out to these vendors, for one reason or another, you know, it's just not the right setup for us because I think I've said this before, we have ideas, we can make the merch happen really quickly, but we also have other things that we want to do that's more special to our show. Even this Not My Radish stuff in particular, like there's so much we could do around that, that we want to have exactly. a space. And we want to have a space where we can put things that like, not to spoil anything, but like maybe something that like Darren and I can make custom for you guys. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we want to have a very unique uh, store essentially, and we're still working on that. I was really hoping to get this up and running before Thanksgiving, but I am working on it. It's just, it's been a lot. But fingers crossed, we're going to have it up before the holidays and you guys will be able, even if it is just, you know, the basics for now, we want to make sure you guys have it. So 
fingers crossed Absolutely. it's coming soon and honestly julie if you have ideas i might reach out to you because maybe maybe we need a graphic love a designer collab. i yeah. think we would a for collab, over 20 exactly. years we could we could use we could use all the help we can get there you it's go just john and i i was yeah. just gonna say it's just darren and i working on this so there you go um so thank you julie and everyone wondering yes. we will get back to you very soon sarah in our facebook group says can i just say as an ardent as an ardent calamazzo Am I saying that right, enthusiast? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. How excited I was to hear you might be drinking it on the next podcast. Darren, I think this is for you. I've been telling yes. my friends about it for 15 plus years. Everyone always thinks I'm a weirdo until they've actually tried it and seen and seen how good it is. So Speak on it's it. it's it's Coke and wine, but I oh, am having one. white wine and that doesn't feel like it would no. mix. I feel like it's red wine. Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's <laughs> actually let me just see what it says right now on Google. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, see what I'm just going to see what it gonna, I, I can't see you necessarily trying this, but maybe I was just going to say it's not something I would. I mean, I would try it just to try it because I would try anything really, especially if there's like alcohol involved. But am I going to be drinking gulps of it? Maybe not. So it is wine and cola and it's okay. originated in Spain. And it does. Uh, the first question is, why do people put Coke in red wine? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think it, it's to make it more palatable. So I think. Mm. It is just for red. Okay. Um, yeah, because I mean, it says even yeah. one part cola or another carbonated soft drink, one part red wine. All so. right. Maybe I'll try that next week because you're just having the wine. Let's plan next week to do a calamazzo if that's if okay. I'm, I'm gonna have right. diet coke though because yeah, all me I too. Got. No, me okay. too. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, I want to just say before we go, obviously, you know, I hope everyone had a happy holiday. We got a few more coming up, but if you guys have a moment. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen yeah. to podcasts. It helps our show so much. We would really like the end this year out with a huge bang. Hell and yeah. we would, that would be, if not that you guys don't give us gifts enough by even just <laughs> listening, but we would really appreciate a review. Um, as a holiday and, and, gift. And a nice rating as a holiday gift. That's yes, sweet. Please. Yes. yes. Um, can you believe we're coming up on one year? Like, I know it's I know. not till February, but it's like, oh my God. I know. Nuts. Well, anyway, nuts. for bonus content videos, episodes, and behind-the-scenes access, you can sign up for a Patreon for as little as $5 a month, and your support goes a long way for us independent creators. And we'd really appreciate it. The people have spoken in our last uh, Patreon poll, Darren, and we are, in fact, going to be doing a recap of Tiger King 2. So that ow, is... Ow. That's right. And I've already seen... I've only seen the first episode. Darren, did you finish it? I think you have. I finished it. Oh, my God. I've seen some reviews about it, but I'm going to withhold all of that because I want to have my own judgments, my own thoughts. Yes, yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all of this and more is coming soon, not just for our Patreon fans. That'll be for everyone. But do sign up if you can. There's a link in our show notes, and your love and support really means a lot to us. Darren, we should say thank you to Megan. Of course, on three. One, One two, two, three. three. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. And uh, yeah, guys, if you're coming back from holidays and listening to this on the Sunday, That's right. just get home safely. Um, and wherever you are, hope you guys had a really nice time with your families. And we will talk and be in your ear next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.